Welcome back to another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And we got another interview, this time with uh, an old friend of mine. I mean, we remain friends, but his name is Phil Toon, and he is a CrossFit athlete, currently just competing in, I guess, the circuit, you would call it. We get into that. He explains it for us. I'm honestly clueless about it, but it's really cool. We dive into his work ethic, what it means to be a professional CrossFit athlete, and how you could possibly make a living off doing that stuff. Yeah, a lot of mental strength, a lot of determination, and uh, a lot of strength, bro. <laughs> a lot of strength. Double, strength. double on the strength. But yeah, it's really great because, uh, you know, he would talk about this to me when we were younger, uh, before we grew up and went through high school and college. And now he's doing what he said he wanted to do, which is always great. And you want that for your friends. Yeah, let's do it. We're super excited to uh, announce on Black Box that we have our first advertisement, and it is with our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests. Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show. So tune in, check out the podcast discount link in our show notes, and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. All right, Phil. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's good to, you know, get back together and chat it up. Um, yeah, you want to just start by introducing yourself and letting us know why you're on? Yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm a good friend of John's. been friends with him for a long time now. Uh, I am a CrossFit athlete or, yeah, trying to be a CrossFit athlete. Um, I also do a lot of remote coaching for CrossFitters, powerlifters, anything in between, you know, just day-to-day people trying to get in better shape. Uh, as well as being a coach, uh, I have, you know, many, many years of experience with coaching CrossFit kids, uh, coaching at actual CrossFit gyms. And amongst that, you know, I do it myself. Cool. Um, did you, I know you were going to school at one point, were you going for this and like using that to leverage this career? Yeah. So to, to a certain degree, um, I went to school. I, I actually still have some credits, uh, which I will do eventually, but once my schedule slows down. But I went to school for exercise science at uh, ASU. And, uh, you know, it pretty much plays hand in hand with what I do now. It, I would say for what I do now, though, you know, a lot of the growth happens actually while doing. Um, you know, you can only learn so much being in a classroom, actually being present with people and, you know, making mistakes on your own trial and error in so many degrees, it it really goes a long way. I feel like, I feel like that's relatable to a lot of fields where even, even the things that you would typically think you might, you may need to go to school for you, Mm -hmm. you'll see that you could graduate school, like college, start a job and realize that everything you've learned is like. It's great and all, but it's not really that useful, at least in general. Of course, there are exceptions to everything, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a great point. And, you know, uh, I listen, I've i listened to, you know, Gary V. Uh, I'm very fond of Andy and Sal Fursell. I don't know if you guys know them, but uh, they're over at First Form. And they're not necessarily the biggest advocates of school. You know, I, I know some people very high up in First Form who do amazing things. Um, that didn't go to school or in prison, turned their life around, had some real good life experience that made them who they are today. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for whatever works for you. I think the most growth happens by doing, it happens by learning. 
So I could never sit in a classroom and be able to actually coach a person. You can't tell me, um, you know, the person that gets the best score on the certification is going to be the best coach if they can't actually apply what they're putting on paper. And that, like you said, it goes in so many other areas of life as well. Yeah. So I guess like real quick in terms of coaching, what, what do you learn in the classroom before you're a certified coach? So there's just so many different certifications, um, for fitness because there's, you know, so many different areas, the biggest ones, um, you know, I'm sure you guys and many other people, um, have heard of NASM the, I would probably go directly to the strength and conditioning certification, which is like the most broad one. Uh, and that was kind of what your degree like gets you ready for is that cert. Two things about it. Um, like I said, you know, having a certification is it's great on paper, but it doesn't necessarily do the work for you, but you know, you're going to learn a lot of, uh, like how to position a squat. Well, you know, how to properly brace yourself, picking up a bar off the ground. Um, very, very technical things. Um, and everybody's yeah. body's different. So that's just like, yeah, of course there is a certain way to do it, but it's not like a one size fits all thing. Um, and the tough part about these certifications and the CrossFit certification as well, even the level one, it's like a thousand dollars. And I know NASM's even more expensive. So not everybody can afford to get a certification, even if they are definitely, you know, able to. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Did, did you get a lot of that experience even prior to school, I know we brought it up on our own, but I guess I could let you talk about it. Your brother has a gym in Arizona. Yeah. Um, were you, was he just like kind of throwing you in and letting you help people out or was he, what was your so, like role there? That yeah. Point? So I got my CrossFit level one when I was super young. I was, I think 18 or 19. Um, and that's all you actually need to open up a CrossFit gym. You just have to go oh. do a course, which is crazy to me. I could dive into that later. But. I think they wanted people to, they wanted people to buy in. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, you go on a weekend and you go through tons of different like workshops, workouts, like classroom type setting. And you, you know, learn the foundations, the fundamentals, nutrition, CrossFit, what it is. Um, and just like how to coach, how to cue. And then you take a test and you have to, it's pass or fail. And then after that you get your CrossFit level one and you actually cannot, you know, you're not supposed to be a coach at a CrossFit affiliated gym until you do have your level one. Um, and my brother did not have his gym in Arizona until way after I had my level one. So, you know, he had taught me things kind of just like I would just watch how he coached Mm -hmm. and that kind of taught me actually probably more than I learned throughout the level one. Yeah. I remember just growing up, like you would always, you told me, you know, you looked up to him as like a mentor in terms of this stuff. Absolutely. At what age did you realize that you wanted to follow? Because I know you were you started to pick it up and you were trying some stuff mm-hmm. as we got into high school. Yep. And then you got really into it after that, after you ended your basketball career and stuff. Yeah. At what point did you make the decision, I want to be a professional competitor for this? Or so, did you always just think it was going to be a hobby? I mean, that's, that's a good question, man. And it, it goes really deep because it was like, you know, at the end of basketball for myself, I didn't know yeah. it was quite going to be the end, but you know, so many injuries happened and, and then yep. I'm a competitor and I wanted to find another outlet in CrossFit, you know, having my brother already in the space and he thought I could do good things in the sport. So I decided to dive into it and I was about probably 19 at that point. It wasn't until about, I would say 23, 22 that I decided that I'm going to go all in and to be a professional CrossFit athlete, you know, you got to get to a certain it's point. A full-time, that, it's a full time that that becomes your life. Yeah. 
like it's it's more than your life like it goes so much outside the gym like it's yeah i mean everybody you know in all different walks of life has to make sacrifices in crossfit it's it's just a hundred percent dedication literally a hundred percent of the time and you get those small windows where you can kind of let your mind rest and do other things yeah um you know very very small periods of time but it, it requires a lot and there's not a lot of money unless you're good so you yeah to, i remember you know, having that combo with you yeah Oh yeah, definitely. And I was, we can talk about that as much as you want in terms mm-hmm. of like investing and managing your finances. Cause we always get into that too, but, um, oh shit. What was I going to say? Um, oh, I was just going to say like what you're talking about. It's not maybe all it's clammed up to be, but isn't the, like making the sacrifices and fully devoting yourself, like, isn't that part of what, why you love it? Like just being able to be a competitor and like try to work harder than everyone else yeah man i mean that's part of it right yeah because it like, definitely gets to you when you, you're doing it for years on end i bet oh yeah but, well i mean i've been doing it for yeah, almost exactly. five years now and uh this is like the first year that i'm actually kind of breaking through and you know reaching that point that i hoped and thought i would get to so it doesn't just happen like nobody's an overnight success an overnight of success course. is five six seven you know years, however many yeah. years of work in the making it mm-hmm and it's it's a, it's a great thing to see and it makes all the sacrifice worth it but like you said man if i didn't appreciate and enjoy the journey there would be no journey because there's too many years you have to put in too many hours you have to put in every single day that if you don't find some joy in the sacrifice in the in the hard work then you you're not going to be in this for the long haul so you have to really love the process for yeah sure. i guess i guess like you know like mamba mentality is like applicable to like everything i i I don't know. I, I was talking about like the legacy of Kobe Bryant with some friends recently. And like, I don't know, some, some, some people might may not like him as a basketball player for whatever reason, but I feel like you have to respect his, his work ethic and like just his mental strength. You just have to probably one of my favorite, uh, you know, favorite athletes to like look up to and look at like past interviews and stuff. Just his, his focus, his determination, and just that he just had a killer instinct 24 7. You know, yep. never, he just never, never turned it off. Us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Phil, can you, can you explain to us, like, from your perspective, what CrossFit entails and, like, what, what does it mean when you've made it in CrossFit? All right. So, CrossFit, the methodology, like, for the general population, you know, your moms, dads, or CrossFit uh, for like the sport, the competitive side. Um, I mean, they both. Yeah, why not both? Okay. All right. So I'll go into like the general population first. So CrossFit, um, what it stands for is constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity. So what that means, uh, you know, without the lingo is you are performing multi-joint movements. So stuff that's going to work more than one muscle group at a time, and you're performing it at a high intensity. So you're going to elevate your heart rate, you know, you're going to lift weights, you're going to do gymnastics, body weight movements, and you're going to do all the monostructural stuff, running, rowing, biking, swimming, everything in between. And you're, while you're combining all those things, since you're not just isolating a singular body part, you're effectively going to burn more body fat and add more skeletal muscle mass. Um, so the CrossFit methodology as a whole is probably the most efficient way to get a workout in because it doesn't matter if it's a two minute workout or a 60 minute workout both are going to be equally effective in different ways. So, you know, you people get intimidated by CrossFit from what they see on TV, but 99.9% is not what you see on TV. There is 
people from all walks of life that walk into a gym might be a 60 year old, might be a 15 year old. They're going to be doing the same things because it's infinitely scalable, which means is if we're doing 300 pound squats, I might be doing 300 pound squats. The 60 year old lady next to me, she's not going to be doing 300 pound squats. She's going to do less weight. She might not be able to squat all the way down. So she's going to squat to a target, but there's always ways to modify and make sure you are still able to get the best workout possible. So like your personal limit. Yeah, exactly. There's always, there's always, yep. Personal limits. Um, there's injuries, you know, people walk in with bad shoulders and stuff. So the beauty of CrossFit is everything can be scaled down and modified to whatever your goals and whatever your limitations are. So like I said, it's at per, everything is performed for the most part at a high intensity, but there are realms outside of CrossFit, such as weightlifting, such as gymnastics that get implemented into your daily CrossFit gyms workouts to better help your health your cardiovascular system and overall just muscle mass. Um, so that's kind of what the general population will focus on. You guys, when you go to a CrossFit gym, there's one hour blocks for workouts for classes. Uh, there's usually going to be one to two coaches that coach anywhere from, you know, two people to 40 people in a class. And you guys are going to go through the same workout. A good, a good CrossFit gym is going to have a good warm up, a good stretch, scaling, going over the workout, a killer workout. And then, Everybody departs and in an hour you got done more work than you'll ever get done at, you know, in LA fitness, let's say just because it takes the thought out of the thinking, it takes the thinking out of it for yourself. You know, you go in, you show up for your workout and you, you kick ass, you kick ass fast. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster, the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless, which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, Not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach, you know, guests on how to set up a podcast that they haven't been on one before. We basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools if you want to use those. Uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash black box b-l-a-c-k-b-o-x it's time to share your story um like and then for the sports side this is you know where it becomes a little bit more complex so crossfit as a sport is you are pretty much competing they deem it the fittest on earth so whoever wins the men whoever wins the women's side they deem the fittest man fittest woman on earth that's because you take elements from all aspects of fitness and you combine it so when I'm working out, right, and I'm trying to be the fittest man on earth, I might, let's say, let's say I run a five minute mile. Is it the fastest five minute mile if I'm, you know, competing next to somebody who runs? Definitely not, right? Because I don't all around that. though. I also have to be able to deadlift 600 pounds. Can the person who runs a five minute mile deadlift 600 pounds? No, right? no, because they can't carry it that much muscle and run that fast. Yeah, so yeah. I also have to deadlift 600 pounds, but I also I have to be able to do, you know, walk. 300 feet on my hands without coming down so a gymnast could they do all those three things Definitely. wait hold up hold up i'm sorry you said yeah, walk some of this is crazy you said yeah. walk 300 feet on your hands yeah so so 
that's what I mean is CrossFit combines elements. So we do handstand walks, we swim, uh, we, you know, my max deadlift is 660 pounds, but I can also run uh, a 525 mile. Um, we do. Yeah. So that's the hard part of that is you have to be so good at so many different things and there's only so many hours in the day. Right. So I'm at the gym, like truthfully, I spend about five, five ish, five and a half hours in the gym every five days a week. Um, that's and then, insane. You know, the one day I don't go to the gym, I'm swimming for two hours because swimming's so hard and I got to get better at it. But you have to be able to be fast, but also have, you know, very, very high muscle mass and also be strong enough to lift weight, but be light enough to be able to do gymnastics. So, and you're I, also going, you're like lasering in on the diet too, right? Because yeah. you're, le- you're leveraging everything you can at this point. Oh, absolutely. Nutrition is super important. And I've always been pretty good about it, but. I got a nutrition coach this year. That was kind of the next step that I took. But, uh, I mean, you, you know, I'm consuming over 4,000 calories a day. A day. Um, and it's because yeah, I, you, need to, I yeah, burn, yeah, you got it. I burn, you know, probably 3,000. I got to maintain my weight. But at the CrossFit Games, what they'll do, um, if I make it, is they'll do about anywhere from like 13 to 15 workouts over the course of like four days. And you will see a little bit of everything. You'll see some sprinting. You'll see some swimming. You'll see some heavy weights. You'll see all of that put together. And whoever wins that, whoever can accumulate, you know, the least amount of points, whoever can sit at the top and be mo- most consistent across the board is uh, deemed the fittest man or fittest woman on earth. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's intense. So <laughs> It is intense, absolutely. You, uh, you don't know what they're going to the competitions are going to be beforehand right are they just like a random mix of things it could be completely new and unique or is it like a selection of events that it could be yeah um no you never that's that's also the hard part is you never know what the competition is going to throw at you you know we you have an idea of what movements are going to be yeah but you you never know what the combination like are we going to see running at the crossfit games yeah, but is it going to be short? Is it going to be seven miles? Is it going to be in a workout? Like Jeez, yeah, one yeah. year, they, I think like two years ago, they threw a marathon row at them where they had to row 42,195 feet. <laughs> yeah, they sat on a rower for four hours and it was like the fourth event of the day. Well, I was going to say like for like Strongman, which would be the powerlifting competition, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. that don't they, you already know what the competitions yeah. are going to be. Yeah, the so, events are gonna be. so this is like it's that also combined with a bunch of other stuff and yeah, you have so, no idea what it's going to be. So you have to be prepped for anything. Exactly. So my last competition that I just did over the weekend, one of the events was um, it's called a total. Um, and we had to do a one rep max and a clean, which is where you get the bar from the ground to your shoulders. Yeah. A bench press and an overhead squat. We had to build to max and all of that stuff. Um, and you know, the person with the, with the heaviest total wins uh, that event, but we also had, five other events over the course of the weekend, which were single leg squatting, handstand walks, handstand pushups, muscle ups, you know, rowing and everything in between. You just, and then when you're in person, they'll throw weird things at you. Like when I was in Miami over two months ago about competing, we had to, I had to swim in the ocean for an event. I had to flip this sled object that I've never flipped in my life. I was like 600 pounds. Um, That's insane. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I've never used it in my life. And they just told us a week before, oh, yeah, this is going to be a sponsor. And here this you go. Because if I had to do that, <laughs> watching me have to do that would be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that would, that would not <laughs> go well for us. Ahmed, you might be able to do something, though. Like, you're a big body, you know? I mean, I like I, I can't deadlift 
660 pounds like nowhere near that oh yeah of course not of course not no no, i will say like me versus you is also like nine day no most people aren't deadlifting 660 that's just my max that's insane yeah what's your like strongest aspect of your game would you say my strength is my strength okay Um, so you know i've always been one of the working on the stamina and stuff like that usually yeah that's that's the hard the i would say my biggest weakness historically has been my aerobic system so Mm. longer more like lightweight running type events. I do better on the shorter events that are very high, heavy weight, high power who can yeah. you know, go fast really quickly. And that stems, you know, from basketball, we did like very, very fast twitch power output. Yep. That, that makes sense. And then you would calm down on defense or whatever. Is, is it like, is it weird that like, I don't know if my body like, all right, I'm, this is probably going to sound very naive, but I don't know if my body <laughs> could ever be conditioned to run like seven miles because after one mile i'm like holy like i'm i I need to sit down or i need to i need some water i need something right Mm -hmm. so like when you start like what what was your starting point i mean dude we're not so taking it back like let's say I'll just, I'll, I mean, two years ago, I did a powerlifting cycle where I was just focusing on squat, bench, and deadlift for about like 12 weeks. And I completely like stopped running, doing any general CrossFit. So I got really strong, but I was, my, I was in terrible, terrible shape. I was the heaviest I had ever been. And then I went to, after my meet, I went to run a 5K just at like a breeze, chill pace, like a 10-minute mile pace. And I was, I had to stop after like five minutes. I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, fast forward now, two years, I can run, you know, a sub seven minute 5k. And like I said, it's not the fastest, but not even be able to make it five, five, uh, excuse me, five minutes. Now I can hold a sub seven minute pace for a 5k. Um, you know, that's a, that's a really good, yeah. Right. It's it's even for a runner, like at a high school level. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of progress. Um, or college, but that just, I mean, dude, it's just like, that goes to the mental side of things. Your Just body and yourself. Yeah. Your mind is always going to quit before your body. I've many times gotten to the point where my body has actually quit on me in a workout. And I literally like my mind isn't quitting. I'm fighting as hard as I can. And I cannot, I can't even jump anymore. Like, like your legs are giving out or yeah. Yeah. You can't even lift anymore because your arms are too dead. But yeah. And it's a that, well, that means you got to push past your yes. body, which yes. is the goal. Yeah. And then, you know, something with running it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable a minute, two minutes in, no matter what pace you hold. It's not fun to do. You're going to be breathing heavy. Um, but you know, I just, I, I have to be able to tap into a certain place mentally and just be like, all right, this is, I just need to get comfortable here. This is where I'm going to be for however many minutes. And I just, this is what I do. This is what I love. I know this feeling and I just got to keep pushing and that's all it is. And you know, you get done with one mile, you're tired. Are you going to die? Like, are you going to fall on the floor? No. Most likely not. You can keep going. It's just going to yeah. be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely miss that uh, that competitiveness that you get in doing athletics too. Absolutely. Because like once you're really tired and your body doesn't have any left, it's just more of a but you versus you thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't totally have that in my life anymore. I'll try to get it through playing ball. Like I still play ball all the time. Yeah. And try to get into leagues and stuff, but it's, it's still never the same. No, like, I know. You still With balling? You? Man, my ankles are too glassy to play basketball. <laughs> I gotta if I get hurt, I'll uh, I lose. I don't have anything to yeah. You, you're back on it. So you're I'm in a bad spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's like you're a professional athlete now. You are. So yeah. 
you can't put yourself out there in a no. position where you're going to get hurt. Be as bad as I want to, and I see a, a group full of guys in the court when I'm driving by. I'm like, man, I want to stop and pick I want to pull up. Yeah, my ankles will not survive. No, it definitely makes sense. I mean, what do you do now to like counteract that? Like, are you constantly putting extra time into healing them? Are they just like oh yeah an injury or yeah no my so true I mean I've had a surgery I remember you having uh, like issues yeah you know, I mean truthfully but... dude I I've actually I put my body through a ringer even since CrossFit I've had I have like four bulging discs in my uh, my my back I have a protruding disc in my L five S one which is you know your last um, disc in your vertebrae oh and wow. yeah it's pretty much kind of where your disc sticks out into your L five S one sciatic nerve. And I got two. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not a good feeling. I've gotten two epidural injections and stem cell injections in my spine. And, uh, since then oh, it's been geez. pretty good, but I do, I do deal with like chronic back issues. Like typically in the morning, it's, it's kind of hard for me to like bend over sometimes. Yeah. Um, but once I get moving a little, it's a lot better, but, and believe it or not, it took me like three, four years to realize stretching the recovery is equally as important as what you do in the gym so you never day. do that when you're a kid no you really no. it's so important now yeah yo dude, dude i get to the gym i tra- let's say every day i train at 11 that's when like my team my coach yeah. gets there i get to the gym at 9 30 10 every single day and i spend about 20 to 30 minutes of static stretching and foam rolling before i start even warming up before i jump on a bike or anything gotcha because I need to, I need to prioritize it, and then every night it's about 20, 25 minutes of stretching before I go to bed. My God, I, I don't think I've, to be honest, like this is this is definitely terrible. But I haven't stretched for longer than I'd say maybe three or four minutes since I was in high school, <laughs> and we used to do the stretching as a class and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with that. I feel like. I do probably stretch more than the average person, but even when I do it, it's like five minutes. Like I just do my legs and try to stretch my back, the parts that I know that are messing me up, but yeah, man. not like a full circuit warm ups how you would do like it's how you're doing, but it's actually like really beneficial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To me, like when I, cause I, I dealt with such bad knee pain the past few years, like so bad, just every day taking so much Advil, but just freaking doing air squat with no weight. And now like I'll stretch and then I'll get ready for bed and I'm able to kind of just like squat down and, you know, pick up my little Frenchie's poop or something. I'm like, man, this is a good feeling right now. Like I didn't even take Advil for this. This is nice. I feel like I'm 24. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Now I feel so old now and it hasn't even been that long. I know. It's been like a handful of years. It's crazy, man. But the the few years from the end of like college to now, it was, but yeah, no, what were you going to say? Basketball took a toll. It takes a toll on your body, man. That impact, the lateral movement. It really I love it, though. Stop. I don't think I could ever stop playing. I'll play until I physically can't anymore. Oh, I mean, if I, if I had the opportunity, I wasn't yeah. doing what well, I I mean, do you have something game. that's a, a bigger goal. Because oh, yeah. for me, ball right now is just like playing with random people. I just try to find games in the area. Yeah, man, it's fun. But uh, I was going to bring up one more thing. Yeah, did you want to go over – because I know recently you had a few events over the past handful of months. Did you want to go over those and kind of recap what happened? Because yeah. I know the last one, am I correct, that it went really well? Yeah. So yeah. I competed in what was called – it's called Wadapalooza. It's a uh, big competition in Miami. It's kind of like the biggest off-season competition. And uh, I'm still a relatively new name on 
in the CrossFit scene. People, I kind of came onto it last year. I got pretty close to making it to the CrossFit Games, finished a few spots out. And um, due to COVID, I wasn't actually able to compete in person at that event. So still online. And uh, so a lot of people, you know, when you're in person, people, there's media teams, there's photographers, everything there, you know, vendors. So you get a lot more publicity. I was online. I didn't get that. So I was still kind of under the radar. And then I I showed up at Wadapalooza. People, you know, people knew who I was. And uh, after like the first day, second day, I was in first place and people were like, what the hell? Because the person who I was beating has taken second at the CrossFit Games two years, three years in a row. People, wow, man. People were like, who's this guy? That's and a good sign. We're like, he's, he's taking steroids and doing all this, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, people always uh, talk. They're, yeah. But the fact that they're doing that, that's yeah, a good man, thing. That, that's, it is what it is. But um, Not yeah, that so a good I did thing, pretty but. well. And uh, I mean, there's, and like I said, they test so many different things. And the swimming test came up. And uh, I'm not a great swimmer, but then you put me, we all 40 of us jumped into the water at the same time. It's a, disaster like you're getting pulled kicked punched really yeah people are swimming it's it's crazy man you know and i did terrible on that event i got 33rd place on that so leading up to it i had like a sixth place two second places a 12th place another third place so i was doing great really and i had yeah. 33rd which adds a lot of points um so i ended up taking i had that finish and i had one other bad finish but other than that i had four or five top three finishes um, so I finished awesome. in sixth place overall, and it was a big company. Um, the people who finished above me, you know, they've all been to the games, played very well at the games. Uh, so it got my name out there, which was great. I've gotten you know some good sponsorship opportunities from it, which I'm super pumped about. That's really good. Yeah, and uh, and now we are in stage two. We just finished up stage two of the CrossFit season, so I'll break it down pretty quick and simple. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and check out our coupon code below if you're interested to utilize their tools. To get to the CrossFit Games, the first stage is what's called the Worldwide Open. And it is one workout a week for three weeks and it's online. CrossFit, they release a workout on Thursday and you have until Monday to submit your score, right? You so, just record yourself doing something? Yeah, you record yourself video. And I actually, I took fifth place in the world in the Open. Um, out wow. of three weeks, which was, I was actually in for two weeks. Dude, congrats. That's insane. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, congrats, bro. Um, yeah. And then 10 days later after that, um, that was stage one. They take, what they do is after stage one, they take the top 10% in the world from each continent and they break you up into continents. So there's North America, South America, Australia, Asia, Europe. Um, they take all those continents. So now we get broken up into stage two, which is called the quarterfinals. And, uh, they release five workouts on Thursday and we have until Sunday to submit those five workouts. And like you said, we record videos to show proof and all that stuff. And, um, now I'm in the North America continent. They take the top 120 from North America. So it goes from like 7,100 to like 120 people. And they take the top 120 and we advance to what's called the semifinals. So I finished the quarterfinals in 10th place in North America. So I'm going to go to a semifinal. I do not know which one yet. And um, the semifinal is 30 people. There's four in North America, 30 people in each semifinal. And that will be in person. It'll be a weekend long, probably I would say six workouts. And they will take the top five. So it gets cut from 30 people in each semifinal. They only take five from each semifinal. And they go to the CrossFit Games. 
So I've finished two stages or yeah, the two stages to open the quarterfinals. And now I, over the next seven, eight weeks, I'll be training for the semifinal stage to hopefully uh, get a ticket to the CrossFit games. And I'm assuming that your goal would be to, to win. Yeah. 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 I mean, truthfully this year, the goal is to get there. Um, I guess because last year you missed it by a little bit. Yeah. 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 You have, you have staggered goals, but I mean uh, the overall goal of course is to win. And do I think I'm capable? Yeah. Because the dude who won uh, five years in a row before me, he's retired. So there's, this would be a good open year. Yeah. Yeah, There's like a spot open for like, who's going to be that next. Yeah, man. So, you know, I'm throwing all the cards on the table. I've completely, uh, when I was in Arizona, I, uh, you know, I was working a lot. I decided to move to Naples so I could be with my coach full time. So I don't do anything. I'm solely focused on CrossFit and that's it. Good. I mean, at this point, I feel like you've proven enough things that this yeah. should be something that you pursue full time yeah, and man. it will have that delayed uh, gratification and payoff. When, like you said, you need to be one of the top to, to make it. Yeah. You just got to bet on yourself. You just got to bet on yourself. And that's, and that's kind of the gamble that I took and, if you don't try, you'll never know. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that you that you said that because I talk about it on the podcast all the time. You got to yeah. take those risks, and if you fail, then you learn something. Uh-huh. That's it. And you can move on. There's always other opportunities out there. I guess because um, you are new in the space, but how long do the like careers usually last in, in a sport like this? Like, do you have time? Do you have yeah. like a handful of years left, or how does that work? Oh yeah, I mean I. My it, it truthfully for me it just depends on how my body holds up. My body gotcha. is actually well, doing yeah. better now, and it was like two years ago, which is crazy because I work out way more. But I'm smarter. I, I don't, you know, I take a different approach to training than I did when I first started. Um, but you know, I'm I I want to I want to make it a career, and there is they are they are transforming CrossFit to making sure the athletes are getting getting money now from the sport. There's well, tons because of sponsors, you can't make a yeah, you can't make a real sport and out of exactly. things that you, like you can't have real full time athletes in exactly yeah they can't be fully devoted. The whole point is that 100%. they would be able to you know monetarily have you devote yourself to this, and then they exactly. could also use that to get more people involved and so on. Yeah, and so forth. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's heading in the right direction. Um, you know, I've I've made a good amount of money from the past two competitions that I've done. And these are just off-season competitions. So, like, the winner of the games, uh, you know, you get a lot of money from that. But um, along with that, you the sponsorships that you get and the money you get from sponsors takes care of everything. So, you know, you, you place top ten of the games. You, yeah. you don't need to work. You don't need to do anything. You just you work out. That's all you do. I was just about to say that probably as long as you, you know, as long as all things go well, as they should, knock on wood, then you'll probably be in a similar situation because you'll make some noise at if you make it to the games. Hell yeah, man. That's the goal. Like that's a goal, right? Yeah. Yes, and then you'll be able to continue to devote yourself to this full time. Yep. That would be great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you because yeah, I remember man. you, uh, like when you started to get into this stuff and basically you were saying exactly what you're about to do now. Mm-hmm. Like some of the things that you said in this interview were the same comments you said to me years ago. That's cool. I remember you saying like, uh, like, yeah, you have to be really good. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be one of the top guys if you really want to do it for a living. Yep. Like all that kind of shit, but Absolutely. it definitely seems like it's picked up a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Since, like, cool. since we had those combos, like it, a oh, lot more people are into this. I mean, now. it's changed. Like, I mean, I can even tell you like the prize purse, for instance, the games back in 2000, let's say 
15 was probably like 150,000. Like now I think this year is about to be like 350,000 for first place. Oh shoot. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not like, it needs to be way higher. It should. Yeah. Well, the goal is to get even higher. Yeah. Because the goal would probably be to get paid as close as you can to any other professional athlete Mm -hmm. making seven figures. Yeah, exactly. Um, which would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely heading that way. It's just, uh, it just might take a little bit more time, but we just got to keep grinding until then. It's also cool that you get to be a part of something that's growing and still new. Yeah. Like you're on the frontier of it. Yep. Be part of history with it. Exactly. Ahmed, did you have any other questions? Um, I guess, I guess one, one last question I wanted to ask was, um, uh, like, all right. So Phil, you, like you decided that this is what you wanted to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And since then you've been training and trying to get yourself to be the best that you can be. Is there like, is there like a standard that you would be satisfied to meet one day or are you just going to keep going until like, <laughs> like, like John was saying, I'll play ball until I can anymore. Yeah. Like what, what's your goal? That's a, uh, dude, that was an amazing question. Um, I, t- the way I look at it is this sport is as much of a mental grind as it is physical. So For once sure, I wake yeah. up and I'm like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. That's when I'm going to stop because if I'm not having like, like competing is so few and far between, you know, once you get into the midst of season, like I am right now, it's, you know, you're competing more often. Like I competed a few weeks ago and I competed this weekend and then I'm going to compete in seven, eight weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. But after that, like, you know, I could go six months without showing up at a competition. You know what I'm doing in those six months? I'm spending five hours in the gym a day. So it's just early mornings, late nights type vibe. Yeah, so if you don't really enjoy just the grind every single day and you don't find like satisfaction and joy and happiness of sacrificing and, you know, really feeling a lot of pain daily, then you're not going to be successful. So when I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to work out, I don't want to do this. That's when I know, all right, it's time to step away. And hopefully at that point, I'll have done enough that I can, that I have set myself up for you know, a few different avenues that I could go down that I could be maybe coaching. It could be broadcasting. It could be opening up a gym with my, my own, you know, that's the whole goal of this is my, my, the more your name gets out there, I could do so many different things in the cross the world. Just maybe more career opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Like the goal of this is obviously I want to be, you know, I want to be an athlete. I want to be a professional athlete. I've always wanted to be one. Well, always wanted to have been one. But the bigger goal is like the better athlete I can be, the more people are going to want to buy my squat program, you know, when I'm done. Because they're going to be like, man, Phil Toon had a huge squat. I want to buy his program. I release a squat program. It does so much, you know, it makes so much noise. And it's just stuff that I've done over the course of the years. And people want to know what that guy's done because he's done well. So that's the whole goal of this thing is it's so much more than just being an athlete that when I'm done having fun, I'm hoping that I have done enough in the sense that I have other areas that I could go in my life and, and find some other, you know, find some passion towards that. Yeah, for sure. For, yeah. I, I like have being a, f- a creator and just whatever space you're passionate in. Sorry. I'm a, yep. no, of- no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have uh, a friend, uh, Cal, his name is Khaled, but he like, he competes in um, competitions. I, it's not CrossFit, but it's like, um, it's physique. 
Yeah, and he was in, I remember he was in Miami. So when you said Miami, it immediately made Mm. me think of him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I know like he has, he has other goals too. Like he wants to be in the best physical shape that he could be in, but he also like, he's a trainer right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure one day he'd love to open up his own gym and like, like, Actually, I know I know I said earlier last question, but the, I guess this one will be actually my last <laughs> question. Um do you like do you manage your own like uh PR or social presence or and stuff like that? Do you like do you feel the need that to do that on a day to day? Yeah, yeah. So social media is a huge huge thing uh for sponsorships and whatnot. So I pretty much for the past few years, all I do is kind of post my workouts here and there. Haven't been very consistent, but I started working with First Form. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. Big supplement company. Um, they are really pushing me to build my brand socially. So I'm, you know, I've been much more consistent with my posts on social media, doing certain things like that. But now I'm at a spot where I need to, you know create some income for myself. And that means getting sponsorships. Um, those sponsorships have social media posting, running ads. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Um, so I am going to be starting pretty soon working with a, you know, an agent who's going to take care of that stuff for me. Um, just so, like I said, the sole focus for myself can be on being in the best shape as I possibly can. So I can be ready for that next competition. Pretty much just take all that stuff off my plate He'll take care of all the, you know, finances. He'll take care of all the sponsorships, all the meetings, all the contracts, all the, all the stuff in between. And that's the goal is to get myself to a certain point where, you know, those people do want to work with me. And, and I find, you know, one that suits my interests and I can create a relationship with, you know, far beyond just as a business partner, more as a friend. Um, so sure. we're getting to that point now. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Exciting stuff, bro. Yeah, man, it's super exciting. And like John said at the beginning, you know, once stuff happens, like so many years you're in the shadow. Once you come in the light, shit happens quick, man. Like it when happens. it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours, and that can go both directions. So <laughs> never be satisfied with where you're at. And uh, CrossFit's definitely an unforgiving sport that if you don't keep up with it, you're going to get left in the past. Um, and I mean, that goes for everything in life, but. You just got, I just got to keep grinding and, and, uh, you know, as this stuff continues to come up, you know, sit back, take a breath, be smart, make good decisions. Don't jump into any stupid contracts that be grateful you know, to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Be eternally grateful. And I'm grateful because I've gotten this far because of my family and my girlfriend and friends. So your girlfriend also competes too, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a savage. She competes in power. I see all the videos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's unbelievable. She competes in powerlifting. So squat bench, deadlift heaviest total she competes in um she's like 126 pound uh, uh, weight class very tiny but she can definitely lift more than you guys i know that for sure oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> uh, she can lift more than most guys they don't feel bad about it but uh yeah she's oh, no. great and um you know we have it's it's pretty cool housing two competitors because truthfully man if i was with a, a normal girl who liked to drink monday tuesday and 
eat pizza on Wednesdays, it wouldn't work for me. I was just going to say, I I wanted to bring it up before. It totally makes sense. And I feel like it's only better for both of you. You're just going to push each other to be better. Oh, absolutely. And it's hard when you're living a life that's different than most people at our age. So it would be really hard for them to understand. So hard. And because I don't go out, I don't party, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Uh, I have like one cheat meal a week. Other than that, it's I'm freaking in the house with my dogs, chilling, making my own. You're just vibing, yeah, yeah, man. So you know, I still listen to good music. I never changes, but I see, I see you on your story. You just listen to the same music still. Hell yeah, man! All the classics, yeah. No, can't switch up. Got to keep it to the early 2000s for sure. Phil, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, I'm so happy for you. It seems like everything's starting to finally pay off after all those you know late nights. Uh, all those instagram posts back in the day (laughs) uh best of luck with everything thank you brother and you know if you ever need anything from me i could ever help you out obviously i'm here you can shoot me a text yeah when you when you win when you win just remember us bro right yeah man we'll jump on another podcast all right sounds good yeah man for sure um yeah so you guys know where to reach us black box podcast no a in the black on instagram and twitter black box podcast with an a in the black on tiktok uh you can also reach us via email at blackboxsubmission at gmail.com thank you so much and we'll see you next time peace peace